0: American football in Finland.
1: The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and this is American football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co host Coach Q and Chris Green. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, people? How's it going? How's it going? Let's go. Oh, last show of the season, guys. The AFF podcast is available wherever you listen to your podcast. We're currently available on more than 25 different platforms. The show is also available on our YouTube channel. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Today, we will be discussing the 43rd vatra Malia results. And also we will get a little bit into the overseason view of the 2022 Maple League season, as well as talking a little bit about our all Finland team and awards given to players of the year. So let's get into it. It's first down. We get a chance to start fresh and discuss whatever is on our minds. So coach Q, let's start off with you, man. What's
0: up? Let's go Steelers, let's go Steelers. I changes his allegiance. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, him! Got <laughs> him! Hey, hey, at least
1: one
0: at least one Steelers came to play this weekend. <laughs> at least one one team named Steelers came to play this weekend. And it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other Steelers I don't know what they did all game, but they won. But, hey, we'll get into that.
1: Now, all Steelers won this weekend. I like I like the Pittsburgh Steelers in that matchup. I still don't understand why people – being a Rams fan, obviously, you know, I'm not really loving the Bengals. But the Bengals weren't great halfway through last season either. They're yeah. a second-half-type team similar to the Rams. The Rams didn't look like they were going to make Super Bowl in the middle of last year when they lost almost, what, four games in a row. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin going to get them boys to we'll get some wins, especially in their division, in their conference, like in their division. The, what is it, NFC North? Mm-hmm. A- AFC North, I mean. Yeah. AFC North. Yeah. Definitely. So, good luck. I'm a good coach, man. He's a good coach. Yeah, they're going to get wins. So, that's great. I mean, it was lucky, but, you know, that's what it takes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I've, I watch all the NFL this weekend, so I know <laughs> everything. What about you, Chris? What's on your mind, man? Oh man, two and so first week of the NFL season, two games went to overtime. Crazy. The AFC don't have any wins. <laughs> AFC South, nobody got any wins.
2: AFC South, <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> Unbelievable. And two of the teams played each other. And they still they t- got no wins.
1: <laughs> they tied. And you know, I'm I'm from, you know, Houston area, so I was like. The Rams already played, so let me watch the Texans. And they're playing the Colts. I was like, this game is boring as hell. And I turned it off. <laughs> and then I found, like, the next morning, I saw something about nobody in AFC South won. I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> <And> I <like, laughs> would watch the game, and yeah, that's the AFC South for you. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the whole the the running joke for this weekend is you know first weekend NFL. What everybody saw, I I saw a lot of good football. I'm excited about the NFL. The first week is always like up and down. I just want to give a, a shout out to uh, Russell Wilson because I feel <laughs> like I feel like people are really just misjudging what happened. The dude threw for 340 yards. They, he he had his team on the one yard line twice, and they ran the ball and lost it twice. Two situations that you didn't give the best player on the team the ball. I mean, if I was anybody the coaches who I'll be upset with about the Broncos you know, a lot of like Seattle fans are like, Oh, we don't need Russell. Y'all would have lost by two touchdowns. If the coaching had been better for the Broncos, but the Broncos, this is another reason why I have Russell Wilson on both of my fantasy teams. And I've been trying to get rid of, him because I know that if you playing on the Broncos, they not winning nothing out there. And it don't matter what stats he put up. He put up 340 yards. We didn't have no touchdowns because they ran it the ball in the red zone. And had two turnovers right there. So I feel I feel bad that he's in that situation because he's not even going to shoot bowl playing for Denver Broncos. Not in the AFC West. That ain't gonna happen. But I still want to put a shout out to Russell Wilson because he was one of the best quarterbacks of the week. And people act like he went and took an L. He didn't take an L. His team took an L. Hit him with an Aaron Rodgers like that. Like, you know, Green Bay lost, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers don't lose. Russell Wilson did not lose this weekend the Denver Broncos loss. That's just how it is. So that's my first down. Are you looking for quality football apparel and accessories at an affordable price? Rare athletics is made for players by players. Head over to rare.se and get your drip today. That's R E Y R R dot S E and use code AFF20 to receive 20% off all rare brand products. Last show of the year. We're going to get right into it. Maple Bowl takeaways. Because I think Q is going to have the best stuff, let's start <laughs> with Chris and give me one of your major takeaways from the Maple Bowl this that just happened this last weekend. What are you trying to say? I'm a second-rate citizen? What's going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say... We might get lost in the sauce with whatever Q don't say. Yeah, I think we
2: might. I think we might. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing I've got is the question I've been asking all season, both times when the Steelers played the Crocodiles, and that was, Christian Powell, can you outplay the Anthony Reasonover? In the regular season, the answer was no, both times. In the Maple Bowl, the answer was yes. And that's not necessarily just because of the numbers as well. The Anthony Reasoner didn't really have an opportunity. He only had 10 carries, but you deal with what you dealt with. Christian Powell completely outplayed him in that Maple Bowl final. And, and Christian Powell was playing his heart out, man, and respect to that guy. He carried that team on his back and rushed for 181 yards on the TD, and he balled out all game. So, yeah, that was my, my biggest take from that.
1: That was so unfair, too. My I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the next takeaway, which goes off of what you just said. The reason that Powell outplayed him was because his coach and staff gave him the ball. Le'Anthony Anthony Reasonover was not given the opportunity to do what Le'Anthony Anthony Reasonover does in this game. And it's weird. It's just weird. It made no sense how many passes they threw. I don't have the stats. I tell y'all, like this whole season. I'm trying not to use stats because I'm I'm using what I see on the field. But I do know that at one point we were watching this game, Joey Bradley was 7 for 22 in passing.
2: That was his final stats. Oh, that was seven his final stats? Oh, 7 for 22. okay.
1: So, so
2: good good guess.
1: <laughs> all, all I'm saying is on the other side, I think Zach Whitehead was 17 for 20, something like that. 14 for 27.
0: 14 four 20, four, yeah. like for 27. 14 for
1: Yeah, so you probably got three for seven out of the next, whatever. But my my point is that you got a team that, first of all, if if Joey Bradley is throwing 22 passes, they better be completing 18 of them because that's the only reason they keep passing. But when you're going seven for 22, you're putting your team in a situation of a lot of second, third, and long. And in this game, they go for a pass on first down, incomplete, then run the ball to Lee Anthony on second down. He wouldn't get nothing. You know, on third down, you can't give him the ball again because it's third and long now. So you're basically taking the ball out of his hand, where if you would have gave it to him on first down and it's second and two, I mean, second and eight, you can give him the ball again and maybe something can happen. And then on third down, you're at a third and medium which means he's still in the game plan in both the pass or the run game. But you're taking your best player as an option off the field by throwing it on first down. We, d- we talked about it offline throughout the game that a lot of their first down plays were passes. Why? Why? Were the Steelers afraid of the Crocodiles' defensive front? Uh, that's the only reason that makes sense, but even that doesn't make sense. Apparently their offensive line is supposed to be one of the best in the league. I wouldn't agree. But, you know, some other people have said that they are. But I still don't think that that the Crocodiles' defense line was enough to visibly change the way that you went about this game. And my one of my biggest takeaway in this game was the play calling for the Steelers on offense because it almost cost them the game. You, th- you got to think about it. If LeAnthony hadn't decided, you know what, I'm going to take a kickoff return back for the first time all year, they might have lost this game.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: I 100% – think it's the the play calling on offense over anything else their defense played well the offense played as good as it could considering the situations they were put in the play calling put them in bad situations and I just don't understand why they did that in this game outside of the fact of either they were afraid of their opponents which makes no sense or they just wanted to make sure the game was close for the fans which that actually does make sense but both neither one makes sense if you're really trying to Exude dominance in this game, which I don't think they did. This game really made them look less dominant than they looked all season. So that's my takeaway. Q, what do you got?
0: Uh, my, my main thing from the game, or well, one of the main things from the game was exactly what, what what Chris started out talking about, the passing. Um, Corpio Steelers obviously did something that we haven't seen them do a lot during the season. And not sure why they waited till the championship game to do this. I don't know if I don't want to blame it on our podcast. <laughs> I don't want to say it was the podcast. It was it's you, Q.
1: It was Q. I don't want
0: to give our I don't want to give us that much credit, but it seems like they had a point to prove. I don't know. I don't. But the point wasn't proven. I'll say this: <laughs> the point was not proven. It was not. You're right. It was no. not proven. And this this is no shade. It this is no shade at all against Popio but What were you doing? Like were you trying to make it a good game? Like you wanted it to be a close game, so you figured we'd go out here and pass to the receivers that we don't know that nobody knows, right? So, we we out here we just having a good game, and next thing you know, the crocodiles are in the game. Now we got a close championship game, and all by all means, I love close championship games, but st- statistically, uh, the crocodiles won in everything. Yes, Literally they did. Everything. They actually did. The yep. Kick return yards. <laughs> they won in everything. So like. If you look at the stats, I know Pervis say you don't really pay attention too many stats, but as I'm just dissecting the stats of this game, if I didn't watch the game and looked at the stats without looking at the score, I would have thought the Crocs won the game. You
1: know what it's reminiscent of? It's 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 a, a real, like, circle of life for the Steelers. And I say this being the person that I, I rode with the Steelers. Actually, I've picked them for the last three. Like, I was the one that said that they was going to win the first one, and I've been riding with them, and I still believe they're the best in the league. But first game of the season, they did not play well when they played against Wolverines. Like, it just no. – it wasn't a good game for them. They didn't play how they should have. And then last game of the season, it just wasn't a good game. Like, just – in between, if you look at every other game in between the first and last game, they played dominant, they played their type of football, and they, they looked like the better team every time. And these two games, the first and the last of the season – you have, I think, too many outside factors that weighed in on a team that's better than what they played. And this it was kind of disheartening to see them play this way because I still – I mean, I know I didn't say it, but I still feel like they should have put up a 50-burger and just walked out of – I mean, I think at halftime we should have been like, oh, it's another route. I feel like that would have led – more people to believe, you know, what we've been talking about all season about them being a dynasty. Cause obviously winning is still hard to do. And they did do that. And all credit goes to the Steelers for that win. Like you deserve to be the champions. you did what it takes to win that game, but you know, that dynasty is going to be, it's hard to sell after that type of win. It's hard to sell. Um, what what else we got? We got any more takeaways? I think I got like two more. So y'all just let me know.
0: Not just to just to kind of piggyback off that. You're right though. You know this that that whole dynasty talk. I know it's something that they. I don't know if they necessarily talk about it, but this isn't. This is just this. This wasn't a dynasty performance. I mean, it's just not like this was a game where I felt like. The Corpio Steelers, we've seen everything that we possibly could see from your team during the season. And then we come into the championship game, and I think the Crocodiles did a great job of watching film on them. I think they – I think the Crocodiles expected them to run the ball more. I'm just going to be honest. I think if I don't everybody know if, did. If, <laughs> if the Steelers thought, oh, let's go out and pass and surprise everybody, I don't know if that was a strategy, but I wouldn't have went with that strategy because you got the best running back or top two running back in the league like it's playing no reason chess
1: when the game is Yeah, serious. it's no
0: reason why he didn't get the ball 25 times in the game. There's no reason. Like if we lose this championship game, we are losing it because reason over didn't do what he was supposed to do. It's not because I'm putting it on on um on Joey Brad. I'm not, I'm not I'm not putting it on him. I'm just I just don't have that confidence. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I'm not going into my championship game banking on the fact that he's going to throw the ball 20 times and that's going to get us to this win. And that was simple as that. Some, some football games come down to the team making that play. Just so happened, kick return was that play in this game. It was that play. I'm going to be honest. That, that, that like, whew, that's that was one of those, like, oh, man, all right. Uh, whew, we can breathe a little bit because up until that point, I just figured the Crocs was like, hey, uh, we on the verge of this thing now. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gave – I don't want to say nobody gave the Crocs a chance because I think some people figured it wouldn't be that close. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely yeah. didn't think it would be that close. I thought it would be a two-touchdown, at least, uh, yeah. type of spread or whatever. But the Scorpio Steelers just didn't get better towards the end of the season. And that's and I don't know if they just throttled down because it was, like, about to be playoff time and, and, and all of that. But they won the game. I'm not taking it away from it. They won the game. It's a championship. They celebrated. It. Um, it's a great feeling when you can continuously win for an organization. But it wasn't an impressive win. It was a good win, but it wasn't an impressive win. Um, but kudos to them. They definitely did what they had to do to win the game. But the Crocodiles, uh, if, we, if we did a who lost the game or who won the game, the Crocodiles lost the game. And I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I, I Honestly,
1: I, I like that you said the who lost or who won because I would honestly say the exact opposite. I would say Lee Anthony, reason over, won that game despite, <laughs> despite, his team saying, we're not going to let you be the best player today. Like They took the ball out of the best player's hand, and he still said, watch this. <laughs> he still, <laughs> he, still he, said, he, watch if
2: You ain't going hey, <laughs> to hand me the ball off. I'm going to take this kick off to the crib. <laughs> like, i hold I mean, my beer. <laughs> so
1: You got you to gotta look at the turn of events. Okay. Christian Powell is a man. Lee Anthony Reasonover is a god. And that's tough for me to say because you know right. in, in Paul we trust. But you you look at what happened in the game. Paul Paul got him there. Paul yeah. put them on top where you're at this game, you're like, oh man, this game might go into overtime. Like you didn't feel like you know the Crocs were gonna get the ball to score again, but you also didn't feel like the Steelers were gonna score. You felt like, oh, this game is gonna be tied, it's gonna go to overtime, it's gonna be crazy. And immediately Lee Anthony does what lee anthony does and you're just like damn he's done nothing all game for them like they've not given him the ball but he found a way to get the ball and then he did what you expected him to do all game and you're just like i mean i felt bad for cp i felt like he did everything he could do for his team to win but on the other side you got lee anthony reason over and then watching that that return and how he did that, you're just thinking, why hadn't they given him the ball more all game? I mean, we're going, we're we're talking in circles about the same thing, but it's just that important of a, a aspect to this game where you have a team that when you look at them, you got a guy who scored 30 touchdowns on your team. And you're not giving him 30 touches. That doesn't make sense. But I'm I'm gonna try to get off of that subject. But I think I did have a good line with the man and God thing. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> I, just came off top I like of the that. No, like that. Christy, is there any other aspect that we can talk about from this game that you want to bring up? I think both
2: defenses played a solid game as well. Yes. Although, although they only rushed the ball with reason over 10 times, that defense stopped him. They stopped mm-hmm. him every time. Okay. Yes, positionally wise play call in. They didn't put him in the best position, but that defense... Played what they had in front of them. That defensive line was stout. Emmett Gooden was a beast as he has been all season, and they did their job. Shark, Sharky was out there making plays. Like that defensive line was solid all game. A lot and of, a lot of tackles really for loss, the
1: right? I yeah. Again, I don't watch the stats, but it's not like he was getting two or three yards. He wasn't getting back to lock scrimmage on these run plays. That's why they were getting into so many second, well, third and longs because he was getting it on second down. I don't know if they had a lot of tackles for losses or sacks or anything, but they had four four sacks, four four, four tackles for loss, four no sacks. For well, I mean, four out of his ten. What he had ten carries, he had ten carries. Yeah, that's good. Forty percent of those were negative yard plays. That's pretty good.
2: But what's interesting is the Steelers' defense statistically played better as well so the steelers de- so the steelers def- you you think oh, that the yeah. well, had a lot of tackles for loss the steelers like defense sacks. they had like eight sacks they had huh? f- four, uh, four four and a half five sacks five yes. sacks they
1: had in- they so had things. five total but you know a lot of those half chunks yeah and then yeah. when Zach is running i still feel like they had eight sacks so i'm going to say those are they had they had 13 tackles for loss <laughs> Those are sacks. Those are the sacks that they – that Zach Whitehead – 13 tackles running. for loss. Yeah.
2: Yeah, which is crazy. 13 tackles for loss. Insane number.
1: Yeah. I, I I mean, you make a really good point about the defenses. Like, both of these defenses played really good. And the Steelers – the Steelers team played as good as they could. And that's why they were the winning team, I think. But also, the Crocodiles' defense stepped up. Um I'm I'm gonna piggyback on what you're talking about with the defense and give a little bit of credit to the defensive backs in the secondary. Still no namers. sorry guys. I'm just mm. I mean I don't think most of y'all are gonna be there next year, so I'm not learning names. But in a game where the Steelers decided, okay, we're gonna flex and throw the ball, the Crocodile said, okay, try me, and it didn't work. They, it didn't work. Like honestly, I thought that they would be able to pass against this secondary without having much problems especially with the team putting seven eight people in the box to stop the run but the dbs did really good um what's the number five name i don't know his name um is that the guy that you know chris first number Number yeah, Ascindius, yeah. Yeah, Ascindius. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Ascindius, all apologies, my man. You did your thing in this game, and that's for real. Like, you did everything you were supposed to do to keep them from making too many big plays in the past game, and that's what you're supposed to do. You got to handle your business when you do. Could have played horrible all season. Everybody saw what happened to Jalen Ramsey against Stephon Diggs this weekend. Anybody can get beat. <laughs> but when you get beat is when it counts, right? And And when they counted, he didn't get beat. So just wanted to put that out there that, you know, we see that the the Crocodile secondary was able to hold up in a game where they were tested more than you thought they would have been. If you would have told me before the game that the Crocodiles were going to throw 20 passes, I would be like, I mean, that the Steelers were going to throw 20 passes. I'd be like, you're crazy. There's no reason to do that when you have reason over. But they did throw 20 passes and the Crocodiles were able to only let them complete seven. Is that what what the, the total stats is? 7 of 22 What is that, like 30%? 35%? Like, Oh my gosh That's that's a hell of a job Our gr- Really great defense A defense that I think we've been calling More like the number 3-4 defense all season But definitely play like the number 2 defense And you know That's probably it, because it's
2: actually, it's actually, I just worked out 32% completion 32% One third, huh? It's not very good, guys I quickly really backtrack cool. as well on the TFLs. I did the Steelers a bit of disservice there. It was actually 15 tackles for loss. So I recalculated oh, 15, oh wow. not 13. Yeah, 15 TFLs. And the sacks were three, four, five sacks was right. Yeah.
1: Well, one one takeaway, I'm, I'm going to move on to my take. another takeaway I have on this one is, uh, again, I'm trying not to circle back, but <laughs> a little bit of everything is connected. Uh, the Crocodiles' play calling. I think it was excellent. It was. Offensively and defensively, there was times when they would blitz at the right time, and there was times where they weren't blitzing on defense. And you're like, why did I blitz it? And then the play would actually work to their favor, that their linebackers were able to read and go more sideways instead of just hitting gaps and missing a play that went to the outside. And then on the offense, obviously, they – they knew when to do what plays. That's what some they've been doing all year. I think Andy Bazir, the head coach, I think he's the one calling the offensive plays. I'm really not sure. But if he is, I don't know who needs to give it to him, but somebody needs to give this guy coach of the year. Cause what mm-hmm. crocodiles have done this season is nothing short of miraculous with what they have. We've talked about it all year, you know, talent wise, they really just aren't the best, but they're, coaching staff puts them in the best situations so that they can be successful. And that's what they were. Even in this game that they lost, if you're listening to us talk, we're we're talking about it like the Crocodiles won. And even though they came in second and technically did not win – it, it really was a, a great boost for the organization because you see them at a, a different flight now. Like, you feel like going into next year, they're the team that is the closest to beating this team. And they, I mean, honestly, they've come the closest. They were yep. one. If Lee Anthony Reason over would have tripped, <laughs> who knows what happened. Yeah. But again, if Lee
2: Anthony didn't make seven or eight guys miss tackles, who knows <laughs> what could yeah. happen.
1: Like who knows? But uh, again, back to what I was saying is that I really think their coaching staff did a really good job. And in this game where you're playing against the Steelers, like look what you said, Chris. They they still gave up four four sacks, 15 tackles for loss, and they still were in the game because when they needed to make plays, they made them. They knew that they were gonna be behind the sticks a lot. Most of their plays were built for behind the sticks. Like, when they lost yardage, you didn't feel like, oh, no, their drives are clearly over. You're like, okay, they're going to figure out a way to gain most of it back, and they did. Um, definitely kudos to having Zach Whitehead do what he does. His versatility definitely kept them in on some of those drives where he gets sacked, and then you're like, okay, he's got to be tired, and then he comes out and makes a play with his feet or gets the ball to someone that can help them. So really just want to say one, one really huge takeaway was the Crocodiles' play calling. It was – Excellent. I don't think they could have called anything better to win this game. I, honestly, I think the difference in this game comes down to the fact that the Steelers were the better team. And normally in these situations, the better team wins. And that I mean, that's what the Lee Anthony reason over return was. It was just one guy who was better than the other team. So that's how I felt about it. Uh, you guys, The better, have, team, oh, the better
2: team won. The better team won, yes. But the coaches tried to not let them win. <laughs> that's for sure That's for sure I wasn't trying to say all
1: that uh, Hey, but,
2: I'm going to say it, I don't care Like,
1: <laughs> what are you doing? It it's, it feels so bad And honestly, if you're listening We do not dislike the Steelers Like, that's not the hey, case me and,
2: me and Purvis are probably the biggest supporters of the Steelers I,
1: I've been What I've been we cool how it is? Yeah, it's just this, In this game, you I felt so disappointed in the way it yeah. went down. Like, I feel like they should have been able to put up more. They should have done a little bit more. Should have tried a little bit harder. Um, not to take away from anybody's win. That's also why we, we recorded this podcast a little bit late. Because I was hoping maybe after a couple of days, I'd feel better <laughs> and less, you know, negative. But some things are what they are. If you're listening to my voice, you're now part of the AFF community. But don't be shy about supporting us. Head over to our website and order some AFF swag. Get a t-shirt for this beautiful summer weather, or a comfy hoodie you can rock all year long. And if you really want the drip, scoop up one of our limited edition snapback caps. Everything you need to represent the AFL community can be found on our website at AmericanFootballInfinland.com forward slash merch. So I know with this game, we talked a lot about, you know, Lee Anthony over Christian Polly, and Zach Whitehead. Uh, I want to do an MVP. I wanted to talk to you guys. We haven't discussed this beforehand, if you're listening, but who do you think should get the MVP of the Maple Bowl? I mean, I know they gave it to somebody. I don't care who they gave it to, but
0: who do you think should be the MVP? Man, I'll give it to uh, Corpio Steelers' defense. Mm. Corpio Steelers' defense. Um, I think they were the most consistent in this game as far as play. I think without them, they probably lose the game. Honestly, I mean, like you said, they, they had almost four or five, probably more, more than five sacks. You know, Finland kind of sways those quarterback runs into actual running plays sometimes and not pass plays. So, But to have that many tackles for losses in a game, in a championship game, to have that type of effect on the defensive side of the ball, Um, you can give up a little bit, you can bend, but not break. And I think that's what that defense did in this game. I think they gave up a little bit, but not enough to like get the game to get out of hand. They held stout, even though their offense wasn't moving the ball as much um, as normal. um, Their defense didn't change. They, they stayed stout. Um, They had a lot of pressure, made a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. And um, I think that was probably the most valuable part. I mean, like the, the Crocs It's one thing to, 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 to feel like you got a chance, but then when the other team's defenses just keep 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 stopping you and just like, oh man, we almost got it. We're almost there. And then next thing you know, it's third, fourth quarter and you're like, ah, I don't know, can we get over this hump? You know what I mean? So that, that's just a shout out to the defensive coaches um uh, for Corpio for, for just keeping those guys in tune, even though the offense wasn't doing, you know, exactly what they needed to do. The defense still held stout. And um, I think that's that's what got them through the game. So to me, I think the Corpio still is defense. Um um, Should have got MVP as a whole.
1: That's really good. What about you, Chris? Um, I'm going
2: to give it to Kua, defensive end, 48 okay. for the Steelers. I think he was in the backfield almost as much as Jerry Bradley was. He was a problem all day. I mean, he had four TFLs, three of which were sacks. He had six solos and three assists. So massive numbers. And, and even on the plays where he didn't, get the tackle or the sack he made an impact he would just seem like he was a problem all day and they struggled to block him and yeah he would definitely get my mvp yeah
1: i would have actually went with what you said chris um again i'm telling you all i'm not watching the stats i would have said the mvp is one of the number 40s that's playing off the edge whichever one was getting the most tackles i couldn't tell you the difference no offense to the two guys but number 40 and number 48 they were constantly in the backfield, and like what Chris said, I guess Kua is the one that had more of the tackles for loss and sacks, right? Number forty-eight. So that's probably yeah. Who I- he did yeah. Okay, so that's probably who I would have gave it to as well. Yeah,
2: Rulay, the other one, number four.
1: Yeah, he yeah. was also R- in there a lot. Rulay,
2: number forty. He had two assist, uh, two two solos, seven assists, and he had two
1: TFLs. But no okay. Sacks. So- Yeah, they both were back there a lot, so that's why I saw that four and then the the number behind it, so it's a little hard to tell. But uh, Yeah, they were
2: both in the backfield a lot. They were both in the
1: backfield a lot. Which goes back to what Q said about the defense as a whole, especially that defensive line. I know the stats, again, I'm not watching them, but I don't think they were kind to like Akeem, Allen, or Yanni Lindquist, but we know that they were putting pressure up, up in the middle we know that that pressure was coming from them as well. That's why those other two on the edge were able to get to the ball was because most of the interior linemen were dealing with those two guys and they're giving the other guys, you know, one-on-one looks and they're, you know, those guys were fast and strong to the ball. So as a whole, the defensive line, especially uh, the linebackers were okay. I I would do more defensive line than entire defense. But again, the Steelers deserve the win. That's why the MVPs would go to them. Because they they played the best, especially their defense. And I guess that's all we got for MVP. 2022 Maple League season final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on it, guys? Um, I this, think I, Q. This is when you need to do your thing.
2: Yeah. You know what? Do, do you I'm want was, him to go last? I was, yeah, <laughs> y'all yeah, go. You go yeah. first. Let me go yeah. last. <laughs> Do you want him to go last? <laughs> yeah, I let him go last so
1: he can do his thing. All right. Chris, you go.
2: I, 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 I'm probably say a little bit about what Q's going to go into in detail, but, I mean, the biggest take for me was how underperforming the Wolverines were. And it wouldn't be a show if we didn't talk about the Wolverines, eh, would it? Of course. Got to bring so back. So their, their offensive woes, just all the talent that they had, and they just could not produce that Maple Bowl performance this season. And <laughs> – you know, it comes down to do they need to make some changes in that organization? Are they happy with what's going on? Are they happy with just making it to the playoffs, spending a lot of money probably on all these players and not making it to the ship this season? You, you got to look at either management or coaching or something, because with those players, if it's not working, something ain't right.
1: That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm I'm not gonna talk about the Wolverines. I'm gonna talk about, you know what? I'm a one thing that really stood out for me was I was extremely disappointed in the other Helsinki team, the Helsinki Roosters. Um, I I kind of believe like what Q believed all season that you know they still were a Maple Bowl contender, but I also I believe that they didn't believe they were a Maple Bowl contender. I feel like the way that they ended the season, the way that they went into the last stretch, was of a team that was content and satisfied at making the playoffs. I don't think they finished the season thinking that they had a chance at the Maple Bowl. Even in their their playoff matchup, I don't think they gave it their all. I think they left a lot on the field, and it was disappointing for me because I've always held the Helsinki Roosters in high regards as one of those teams that it, you never count them out. They always have a shot. There's always a chance that the Helsinki Roosters will be in the Maple Bowl. Like, that's what I always thought. Then this year I saw a team that reminded me of the Portable Butchers, the Dallas Cowboys of the world, all potential, no follow-through. and So that was disappointing for me, and that's what really stood out to me on this season was that the Roosters were not the Roosters. No matter that they did get hot late and start playing well, they played well enough to win and get to the playoffs. That was their goal, and I don't like that at all. I mean, obviously I can't knock them. You do what you got to do. They were rebuilding, as they call it, but I just – it gives a a sour taste in my mouth knowing that a team with so much potential would not utilize it to the fullest – to try to win a championship. Instead, they would say, okay, we'll wait till next year. Kind of reminds me of that COVID season. Mm, yeah. If anything. And I mean, that odd also didn't care for that either. Um, another thing I want to throw out there is that we didn't talk about it nearly enough, but Jabari Harris had a hell of a season. Yeah, he did. I mean, I'm, I'm biased. Obviously that's my guy, but Jabari had a hell of a season on a team that didn't give him nearly the uh I, I don't want to say player support. They had plenty of players, but there was there was something lacking on that team. The structure, I would yeah. say.
2: The structure maybe coaching a good way to describe it.
1: Maybe coaching. There was, there was <laughs> hey, it's not your turn, Q. Wait, your there, turn. There was Ugh. definitely something lacking, but I just want to just point out that you know. Um, We try not to compare things here, but the SAJL did select Jabari Harris as their offensive player of the year. I think it's well-deserved. I think he had a really good season, uh, probably one of his best statistically in the Maple League since he's been playing in the Maple League. And it's kind of a shame that it was, in our opinion, all for naught, you know, didn't even make it to the big game, and they should have. Mm. And I feel like for Jabari, there's not really anywhere else to go but up. But I'm not sure there's a possibility to go up. I don't think the Wolverines are the the fit. I don't think he'll go back to the Roosters. I think the one time he played for them was just a circumstance. And I definitely don't see him going to Quobio. So I feel like it's a, a little bit sad to see that one of his best seasons didn't go out the way it should have because I don't I don't see the Wolverines getting back to the Maple Bowl if he, if that's the team that they decide to go with in the future. And I don't see him going to another team because of where he is in his career and in his life. So that's just something that stood yeah. out this season I, was, can I just been.
2: piggyback on Jabari just quickly before Q yeah, takes takes the show
1: <laughs> and give Jabari
2: his his flowers. I mean this guy I've enjoyed watching him play this season, and I've always I always like watching Jabari play. He's an absolute athlete. He's a baller. I think it's the most consistently I've seen him throw ever this season. Consistently, his completion percentage was up there. It was nearly sixty percent. He he was distributing the ball to his his two go to guys. He got he got Nico Canton and some catches as well. I, I mean Jabari is the stalwart of finish football he's been around the block he's been to he's played on multiple teams and year in year out we see him perform at a high level and I think this is probably one of his more mature seasons that he has played in the Maple League and I've really enjoyed watching him play this season and I'm glad that he got some recognition from the SAJL as well and yeah you know credit to him it's he's had a great season on and off the field like good guy as well got a lot of time for
1: Juari all right. And now we turn it all over to yo what's on Coach Q's mind.
0: <laughs> da-da-da, da-da-da. Look, I'm gonna stop. I'm 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 gonna say this. I I definitely think Jabari had a good season. Um I'm not taking anything away from Jabari. I, I think if we go strictly off stats, then yeah, I can see why the SAJL uh proclaimed him as you know the offensive player of the year, everything like that. But when you actually break down the stats and look at the stats, which stat man probably could tell you, um <laughs> I don't think the, the Wolverines were number one in probably but one offensive uh stat, like the, where they led, and that was pass efficiency. But you know another important important number the Wolverines got real familiar with number four. <laughs> number, number four. four. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a few little statistics here that, okay. that you, in case you might not keep up with. I'm going to tell you up. Or they were fourth in the passing offense. So that means that was three teams above them. Uh, I will give them this: they were second in scoring. I give them that second in scoring offense. That's pretty good. I mean, they scored seventy six points. Yeah, because they scored they- seventy six points uh, against the, you know slaw team. Uh. Oh, another <laughs> thing, they came in first in punting. punning, punning. <laughs> Now. <laughs>
1: They're the only team in the league with a punter who only plays punter.
0: Now, let's say let's, let's, let's talk about this now. Punting having a number one punter is necessarily not a good thing. It means that you punt a lot. It means <laughs> that it means that your top <laughs> offense that you imaginarily have isn't scoring. It means not, they're not finishing drives. It means that your punter is punting the ball a lot, right? Not taking anything away from Jabari on this. This is not him. Let's go another stat. Fourth and first downs. Well, you, so if punning, three other teams that got more first downs than you did all year.
1: If, if you're punting, you're not getting first downs. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what else they were fourth in? Fourth down conversions. <laughs> Do y'all want me to keep going? Let's keep going. <laughs> you know what else they were fourth in? Red zone conversions. <laughs>
1: That's tough. Okay, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. All
0: right, you want to know one more thing that we fourth in? Field goals. How are you fourth in field goals? Field, fourth in field goals made. That means that you were the fourth team to make better field goals than the other three. Now, that in and, and the whole point, I know I'm, j- I'm joking with it, but the whole point of this is um, i seen a post on Facebook, and it kind of irked me a little bit. It was Coach Manley. Uh, I don't I do not do subliminals and none of that stuff. I say your name. Coach Malley says, finally, the real list comes out mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. All-Stars. Now, Coach Malley, I want to say this. Reading is fundamental. I know you can read. You've been coached for a long time, so I know you can read. When we first put out our list, we didn't say it was the All-Star list. That's the first thing, so we shouldn't even be having this conversation past that, but I'm going to keep going anyway. The second thing is, you just lost your second Semifinal game, your second semifinal game with super with a what well, we can classify super teams, if we go off of of, of names off big names. So the reason that this is the real list is because your quarterback got the award that you felt like he should have got. Now the list that we had actually had more Wolverines on it than the list that 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 uh the SHL put out. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, as a coach, would you care more about more players being on the list or would you care about just one player being on the list? This maybe, is something he that I maybe he has a favorite player. Maybe a favorite player. Maybe he's your guy. I don't know. Maybe he's your guy. But I said, now, look, now any coach, everybody respects. I, I respect opinions, but we take our time out of our days. We work. We don't just coach football. We, we work. We got regular jobs and stuff like that and we come here and take time to uh, to put out you guys as players and put out our opinions. Now, we're not experts. We always say that. We're not experts. But I would think you would care more about all those fours than you would about your quarterback <laughs> getting an award for a season you shouldn't even be proud of.
1: <laughs> all those fours.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't. You, I'm, I'm being honest. You shouldn't even be proud of this season. You shouldn't be proud. Oh, my quarterback got an offensive MVP award and we didn't win the championship game, but guess what? He had 20-something passing touchdowns and, 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 and 15 rushing touchdowns, and a lot of them was against sorry teams. Dude, because dude. we know when you play Corpio, you, you barely scored 14 points when you played the best team. And guess what else? Guess what else? You lost against every team that was in the playoffs in the, in the, in the regular season. You lost against mm. every team yeah. that was in the playoffs in the regular season. So before you go up here and make statuses about the real list and all of this right here, you got a lot of fours to worry about first. <laughs> that you, gotta get, that, that you should get that figured out first okay, before you're worried about a list because the list that you should be worried about is the most important one, which is the list of, of names that y'all need to write down for the championship game. But y'all didn't get to do that because you were more worried about, let's get these awarded on the best quarterback. You think Jabari? I hope Jabari ain't happy about that. I mean, personally, individually, knowing Jabari, he probably likes you. He's always been like a stat. I mean, he, he keep up with his stats. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. He, he's, like, he's like Stan Bagwell. He's like – he got his lifetime stats from every every country he played in. We don't give a damn about what happened in Serbia. We don't know if that's true or not.
1: <laughs> what did Stan Bedwell do to you? <laughs>
0: let, me, let me know this out there. Let me get off Stan. This conversation ain't about standing. This stand is about you, Coach Man. And don't get me wrong. I'm not coming <laughs> at you. I'm not. I'm not hating on you. I'm not doing none of that. But when people ask me why I don't coach now, this is this is this will show you why. Because it ain't even really about winning anymore. It's not about that. The Hell City Wolverines pay you to put together the best possible team every week to go out there. They gave you the money. They gave you. You had Mickey Kai. You got Sebastian Shane, you got RJ Long, you got Will Young, you got Jabari Harris, you got Curtis Slater, you got Benji, you got James Perrineau, you got one of the best DNs that we probably seen, in, in, a finished these we've seen in a long time, Vlay Do I got to keep naming? How many names of people that was on? This is an upsetting season. You know, if I was the head coach, I wouldn't even post until next season. I wouldn't even post anything to y'all <laughs> until next season because I just got embarrassed a whole year – I got embarrassed in 2019, just got embarrassed again in 2022, having one of the best rosters you could possibly ever have. And you mean to tell me you care about your quarterback being on the list over us and our little measly all-feeling team, not the real list, that got more of your players on there? So that's the part that that that, that, that hurt me. I'm sorry, but that, that, that hurt me because you would think you would be more happy about that. He and your other guys get some shine. Barry is the quarterback. He touches the ball every single play. He's supposed to have these stats. He's supposed Back. to. Yep. Back. You want to worry about something? Worry about why y'all do a jump pass on the goal line in the semifinal game. <laughs> worry about why you do a direct snap on the goal line in the semifinal game. Worry about all that stuff before you start worrying about these little measly lists that we make. Because you got a lot of stuff to fix with that organization. Because if it was me... I'm. I'm. We having a conversation right now. Eating some mockery and some fucking long drink, talking about whether we want to tell you you're gone tonight or we are gonna wait till next weekend to tell you because this ain't what we paying for. All this BDE, all this big dick energy y'all been talking about. Where is that? Where is that? Because we don't see it against good teams. We. We. I ain't seen it. Where is that though? Tell me the truth. I'm being honest. If we. We coaches now. This coach to coach. I would, I, I, And I literally could have had this conversation with him. But he went publicly and, and put it out there. I don't sense subliminals. That, that ain't what I do. I don't send subliminals and none of that posting. It's a real list. How many other lists people put out there? You might as well a just shot. say us. That you is a shot. You might as well just say our yep. name. Because it didn't favor your quarterback. But it favored other people on your team who also helped y'all win this year. It favored them. You didn't post it. You didn't post our list. To, to show that they deserve their stuff. Yeah, I mean... You know we, what I'm saying? But, oh, since Jabari got the quarterback award or offensive MVP award, y'all happy about that? You happy about that? You can hang your head on that. You call home and tell them, hey, yeah, my quarterback got offensive MVP award. We watching the championship game right now, though. Can like, I can I throw what? something out
1: there about the, the, the quarterback thing? I just... I, I don't have the same energy that Q got here, but I do <laughs> want to put out there that anything that Jabari Harris won, he did his damn self. Uh-huh. No offense. Like, I don't think anybody can coattail his awards on what he did this season.
0: Exactly. But, and, and, and Barry knows me, so Barry, if you listen to this, I hope you know this has nothing to do with you because it don't. But this this is this on another level of like, this is why y'all are probably having the woes that y'all have because the shit that's important that should be important is not addressed. It's like it's like when you lose, you know, when you lose the semifinal game, you know, the first thing everybody do, you know, start want start doubting, start wondering what happened, and then you got those people on your team who start throwing out stats at you. Oh no, it wasn't our fault, cause, cause we had we was we was three or seven on this, and then we was they was they was rolling the coverage to this way, but there's no excuse to call a jump pass on first down on the goal line in a semifinal game.
1: To Benji, to Benji though, Don't to Benji, that. to a
0: defensive end, <laughs> and then you do a direct snap. So, so you mean to tell me the same quarterback that you just posted uh, got the best award you just posted? You mean to tell me you didn't trust him in the first two plays? Mm. So, so you did a jump? So mm. you did a jump pass and a, and, a, and a direct snap? That's tough. Come on, That's man. Tough. Hey, the problem, the problem ain't the list, baby. The problem <laughs> is you got to worry about getting this team, or getting this organization to stop wasting their money and give them what they paid for. They don't pay you getting them to the playoffs. They pay you to get to a championship, not not. They don't pay you to get Jabari an MVP award. He can do that by himself.
1: He did. <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we talk about every single team, but with respect to everybody, we give our our opinions. But don't 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 try to belittle our our work because it it wasn't fitting to to your to your standards of your quarterback being the number one player. And that's my whole point. We can have this conversation online. We had this conversation in the DM, or we don't have to talk. Or you can say, What's up when I come to Philly? It don't really matter to me because I do pop up. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, if you're going to call us out about our list, just make sure you got your ducks in the row behind that. Make sure you did every single thing that you are supposed to do for your team to get to the next level. But we watch the games. That's one thing about us three up here on this panel. We watch the games and we do, and we sit there and say, Oh, man, I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they did that. But you know what? You know what else we watch? Wolverines let everybody else down again for another season, so worry about that first, my guy. And good luck in the off season! And shout out to the Corpio Steelers for winning y'all fucking championship. All fucking right, cool. <laughs> I
1: would, I would, oh man, I would
0: like, I'm to so say,
2: glad we left him till last. I couldn't have followed that. I
1: would, I would like to say that as a, a host of American football in Finland, I 100%. Support what Coach Q has said here on this podcast. Just so y'all know how we roll. He has some. He has some grievances he needed to air out, and here on AFF, we gonna air him out. Yeah, we and we let it, it
2: roll. And we that's let how it roll.
1: that's how it goes down. Um, again, if you if you got some issues, um, I'm gonna have to label this episode as explicit. Now, <laughs> <laughs> here, it's funny hearing Q Q cuss because he doesn't do it very often. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs>
0: It, Different it, irks, man. I just don't like them coming at us like that, bro. You can you can it's, it's ways to do it. You know what I'm saying? You could hey DM and say, hey man, I don't know why it's just like everybody else been doing DM and like they just want to know what what was our thinking behind this. That's how you do stuff. You don't go throw out subliminals, yeah, and then try to then try to like, oh okay, and, and expect that's not expect me not to reply, because I'm gonna do it every time.
1: True that. True that. Um, That is one thing we, I mean, we preach transparency here. That's why we went through the list. Um, I'll tell you truthfully, I didn't want to go through the list. I I don't feel like we need to defend the list, but we did have a lot of people asking questions about why we chose people and things like that. Um, You're not going to find anybody else do that. Um, Not to, I'm not comparing to the SAJL or anything like that. But when people do things like put out these lists, you rarely have someone that will sit there and say, Hey, this is my reasoning. This is what I stand behind. And this is how I feel about it. So I agree with Q a hundred percent about if you have a problem, come, come at us, get in the DMs. We talk about it all the time. Like we have a constant thread going in our own chat room. And when people message us, we say things and we don't, uh, well, besides this last one, we usually don't put them on the air. But Q had every cause to put somebody on the air because they were belittling what we put a lot of time and effort into. And we're not saying that we're better than anyone else or that we're experts at all. But, you know, let's try to keep it on the up and up. If you got something to say, say it. But if you got some, if you want to be... I mean, Q said it. I'm not going to try to... I'm not going to try to Don't, try to don't follow that. that. Yeah, I'm not, I can't follow that. So... <laughs> that that's our thoughts on 2022 season i enjoyed that very much look good play good it's as simple as that and ray athletics will help you look good in their fully customizable team uniforms made by players for players ray athletics produces high quality uniforms for teams all over europe Rayer also allows teams to design custom apparel for comfortable travel and workout purposes visit Rayer.se today to take your team to the next level stay sharp. That's it for this episode of America Football of Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. This is the last episode. We will not be back on the air until 2023. We're not, we not bringing this back. we not. So, uh, any last words before we get out of here, guys? Yeah,
2: man. It's been a great season. The season went how I expected it to go. Coopio coming out overall winners. The script that was written, didn't quite play out how it was supposed to, but they got the dub in the end and that's all that matters. You get the W in the win column. Steelers deserved it. They've been the best team all season. Next season is going to be great. I can't wait to see who signs who, the movement in teams, what what new players are going to come in, what players in Finland are moving around. It's all exciting stuff and it's it's been a great season. I appreciate being on here with you two. I love talking football with you guys and Thanks again for having me on this year. I hope everyone else, shout out to the listeners. Thanks very much for, you know, listening to us and respecting our opinions and and also giving us feedback as well, telling us when we're doing things well and telling us when we're not doing things so well. It's great to hear. We want that. We want to hear from you. Keep sliding the DMs. Keep sharing us. We'll try and get as big as we can. But again, peace out. Thank you very much for everyone.
1: Yeah, it's I been wish, great season. I wish more people would tell us when we're doing well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Q, what but, you about know, I you? Just, I just, My last little thing, man, you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed this season with y'all again. You know what I'm saying? We've been doing this for a while and uh, this it, is getting better and better. I like talking football, you know, life stuff, um, you know, with y'all and, and and I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's been fun. It's been good. Uh, and, and, at, and at the end of the day, it's all for the game of, the, of football. It's all us promoting um, the game in Finland. We all been a part of it. We all played there. So we passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? For us, the guys that's not still playing in the league or whatever. Like, this is all this is what we have to, to put our passion into. Um, and this is why my rent was like the way it was, because we put a lot of time into this, and we put a, a lot of thoughts into it. Not saying that, you know, everything we say is 100% right, but it, nobody says everything 100% right, and you don't have to agree with all of it. Um, but what you but, but what you will do is address it the right way. Address it the proper way. And, you know, we can talk, and that's just being – debating and, and talking football that's exactly what it is it's a certain way how you do things and i enjoy all of the teams playing i know i've been giving corpio hill all season but i like to see um organizations and i like to see teams be consistent and i like to see teams win and i like to talk you know junk with their players and i like to talk trash with other players man you know it's fun at, at the end of the day it's all for them you know it's all to promote the game for them it's all to put them out there in that spotlight um one thing that one thing that that we don't do at American football and film that's give out flowers when you don't deserve them. You know what I'm saying? So I think you got to earn your flowers when it comes to us and we're going to give them to you. Ain't no hate, no, none of that. It's like, we gonna give it to you. So for all the players that can continue to play, that's, that's been around, you know, we're going to talk about it. You put in that work, you're going to get talked about. um, And we're going to show you that love, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, we do this for y'all. So I enjoyed this season. Um, I, you know, definitely see y'all next season for sure. Man, y'all said
1: everything I wanted to hear, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you to the Corpio Steelers for making me right again, for picking <laughs> you to win the Maple Bowl. I really appreciate the Corpio Steelers coming through for me. I might even buy a new Steelers hat. I got two right now. I'm thinking about getting the third one. You know why not? Three for three, right? You got three championships. I have three hats. I appreciate that. Um, Also, shout out to the Corpio Steelers secondary I really think we need to get you guys a name like Legion of Boom. No, fly, no fly zone is kind of simple. So come up with something. We got the whole offseason, guys. Obviously, we're going to run it back next year. That's what I believe right now. So over this offseason, let's think of this. And the, the last thing I want to talk about that I kind of forgot when I said that this is going to be the last show. So there's kind of two ways we could do it. We've been asked to rank the top players in the league. And I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to rank the top players. Um, I think that we might not do it on the show though. Or if we do, it'll be a surprise show, but we might just rank like the top 50 in the league from this past season and put something out on social media for everybody to enjoy and just have fun. Cause obviously these lists are fun. So we'll probably do it that way instead of having another show because The season is over and we're pretty much done doing all these podcasts. The show went a little bit long already, so it is what it is. So that's it, man. That's a wrap. 2022 is a good season. I appreciate uh, my co-host, Coach Q, Chris Green coming on. Uh, I think we got a a really good group here. Um, A lot of things coming for AFF in the future as well. Outside of the podcast, you know, we have a couple of events and things going on. I won't talk about it here on the show because it's not necessarily. But you know what's coming up. You know what we got going on. And we'll be back next year, probably stronger, even better than we were this year. Chris, go ahead. Before I forget, who won to pick them this season? <laughs> and, and don't and don't forget because i don't ever remember who wins the pickle the next year so <laughs> you definitely gotta have to remember that uh, next year we're gonna have to like do like a belt or something oh yeah so we yeah. could so have something sustainable to like show online but yeah that's everything guys if you enjoy the show Please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us that you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at America football and Fitland. So for the last time until next time, never forget. T. I. F. We go. We go. We out of here. We <laughs> out.
0: American Football in Finland